0: You're listening to the Church of Life and Praise podcast. If you'd like more information about our ministry, please visit us at churchoflifeandpraise.com or check us out on Facebook. Our prayer is that you would come to know Jesus in a deeper way. Now, enjoy the message. You may be seated This is not just emotionalism. It is emotional. But what y'all experience is the presence of Almighty God. We are sitting in the very presence of God Almighty. And when God speaks to us, I mean, God has spoken to us this morning and said to speak out those things, okay, that you have need of. And so when God speaks, we have to obey. You know, I've seen in a lot of places where tongues and interpretation will come forth, where prophecy will come forth, and they just go on with the service. When that happens, you've got to listen to what the Spirit is speaking. He is speaking to the now and to the present. And so then we have to obey and do it. And then we, gain, we get fruition. We get the results. Now, Charlie could have spoken today, and we'd just gone on with the service, praise and worship. But God wants us to stop. And while we were in the very presence of God, that builds our faith, so we speak that out. You know, and if you have a need, you see, when the Spirit speaks, and you have a need, and you don't speak it out, we can't promise anything. And you just go on with your problem or your situation. At that moment when God lays something, speak it out. By faith. You say, well, what's going to happen? If God has told us to do it, then he's got to back it up and do it. Amen? So when, 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 when we're told, then we obey and do what the Lord says. If the Spirit got up and told us to get all get up and run around this church, then we should obey the Spirit and go and run around the church. We did it the other day. Amen? We had people we out, out waving flags and everything else, and they thought we was we was supporting Trump. But anyway, <laughs> praise God. We we, we we well, we went a little higher that day uh, in our support, and we went to Jesus and we're supporting Jesus. Can you say Amen? And you know, and when we obey, then God works. And if we don't be, if we don't obey in the little things, don't expect God to give us bigger things. He's not going to do it. You come as a child. You know, if a child come up to you and you looked at that child and and he was real trusting and you said, if you'll get down on one knee and then stand up and then get down on another knee, I'll give you $5. Do you think that kid would stand there? Even a dollar. He'd be down laying on the floor. And so what we do is God says the same thing only spiritually and says, I'll do this and do this, but would you do this and do this? And if you'll do this and this and this. And we sat there and we said, well, now, is that God? Is, is that really God? Now, is God, that's our problem. We're always, what do you call it? Um, second guessing, thank you. Always second guessing, God. It's like, you know, he he, he we, we, we look at him as up in the sky or maybe we don't even think that. Or we are in heaven. And, you know, he, he's really, he, sometimes our actions say he's really not concerned about our affairs. We've got to struggle through life. We've got to face it and everything else. And that's a teaching that goes on. You know, you've got to face. Finally, when you get to heaven, it'll be all over and blah, blah, blah. No, he's given us heaven. What did Jesus say to pray? When the disciples said, teach us to pray. Our Father which in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy what? Amen. Thy kingdom Come. On Earth, as it's done in, as it is in heaven, He said to pray His kingdom on Earth." And that's exactly what the Spirit was telling us to do. I sit on my throne, I have all authority. Now speak over those things, because you're actually acting out the fact of "Thy kingdom come to earth." Do we believe it? Well, thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. Do you believe that? Do you really believe it? Some of you spoke out and said, some of you had situations you never speak, you're going to go home with those situations. And then if they don't have, you say, well, you know, that wasn't of God. How do you know? Are you God? So I'm not God. So I'm not going to second guess him. If he says, lie down prostrate on the floor, man, I'm hitting the floor. And sometimes he does tell us that. Sometimes he asks us to do crazy things. You know why? To see how obedient we will be. To see where our pride is. See, some people don't lift their hands and praise and worship and else. Well, I won't get that way. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's not my message. Amen. God is good. Wow, what a presence of God. What a presence of God. I'm going to preach for another two hours. Yeah. <laughs> not one, only got one. You. Woo! I said, Woo. Yeah, it was a good one. What a presence of God we had here today. I'm not going to be long today. I promise. Because God has already spoken. And I don't know how much I can add to it. Says a message came from the Lord from Sheila. Says stop looking to the left or the right. Just look in front of you. Keep your eyes on Him. You, you know, saints. In the midst of all this mess for twenty twenty, and it's been a mess. How, how many knows that? And. God is trying to teach us to stop concentrating on the mess. Are you listening to me? I'm talking to myself. And the media keeps it before and before and before us. You know, the devil's not stupid. And he keeps all that mess before us. So they'll be so engaged in the mess that we take our eyes off Jesus. And and this is what he said, stop looking at the left and the right. Quit, quit, let's quit. Stop looking at this. Saints, I'm going to tell you something. God's got this in control. So we might as well worship God and, and praise God. You know that song, Hallelujah? Bob, you know I'd mention it, wouldn't you? And I was sitting there and I was listening to it, I mean, just recently, and I thought it was the Christian version. And Bob said, oh, no. She said, that's not the Christian vision. And the gist gist of that song is, you know, the broken hallelujah. The hallelujah has been broken. Because God is supposed to come and the world is just the same. That's what that song is saying. Beautiful. I mean, the beautiful, I love, I love the music. I just love it. And I'm so glad they come out with a Christian version of it. But that's it. It's a broken hallelujah. You can say hallelujah all you want to, but nothing's changed. That's what it's saying. They still tied Samson up, cut his hair, and it goes on down through. In other words, it's preaching defeat and despair. What's changed? Where's God? And that's what the devil wants you and I to think of. Every time they turn around, they change. They change the addict on us. You can take your mask off. You can't take your mask off. You can lift left hand. You can't lift your left hand. Can lift your right hand. You can't lift your right hand. Can't sing. Can't take your mask. All of this. I mean, now I'm not negating the seriousness of the situation, but honey, let me tell you something. This is not the first situation and serious situation that Jesus has ever faced. God is moving in our midst in spite of all that's going on and he's moving across this nation in spite of what we're hearing. I won't even listen to the news because it gets me upset. I don't really want to know what's going on. I just want to get my mind on Jesus and let him take care of it. I can't take care of it. I can't take care of it by talking about it. I can't take care of it by dwelling on it. I can't, I can't take care of it. So I'm going to come to church. and I'm going to wait. You said, well, pastor, you, you're an ignoramus." Well, I guess I'm an ignoramus. You, you need to know what's going on in the world. No. All I need to do is get my eyes on Jesus and be aware of him. Do what they tell me to do in, within limits. And get my eyes on Jesus. Saints, the church needs to get its eyes on Jesus. I don't believe the, the, the apostles. I don't believe the apostles after. If you read the book of Acts, I don't believe the apostles went around all the time talking about how bad the Roman Empire was. They just went out and did their thing. Got thrown in jail. Got beaten. All of this. Went out the next day, kept right on preaching. <laughs> Peter and John just, a, just a not too long after, after Jesus ascended into heaven the Holy Spirit was outpoured and everything else went into the temple saw a, 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 you know I wonder how how many times they went by that man before they got the Holy Ghost you see when we, when we see the, 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 the events taking place they went too far apart from the time that the that the Holy Spirit was poured out on Pentecost, and Peter and John were going into the temple, they walked in in boldness. Jesus told them that this is what's going to happen. He said, "Lay hands on the sick, cast out devils. And they shall recover, etc." So they 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 were they just went and did what Jesus said. They said, "Silver and gold have I none." In other words, they weren't, they weren't saying that they were poor and penniless. They said, "At the moment, I don't. We don't have any money to give you." They weren't running, running around in poverty. They were businessmen. Peter still had a business. Evidently, his father and other, but I believe, no, being Peter, I know he had a toll in, in the prophet. But he walked in obedience to God. So he said, look on us. And what happened? See, and we relegate that to them, to history. God did it in the past. You see, our unbelief kills us. And so we look at this situation that we're in and we look at the worst. We get all caught up in it. Just go about your business as spirit-filled Christians and do what you have to do. And watch God work. This is not the first plague that's hit the world. God was still the same. This is not the first persecution that the church has ever been under. You see, in China, it's full-fledged persecution. And they're having miracle signs and wonders. They're going right into the homes. Taking crosses, taking crosses out of the... How would you like it if, if an official come into your home and started taking religious things? Picture of Jesus, taking the picture of Jesus down, and you're standing there, and you can't do anything, and they're putting the picture of the leader in his place. Writing on church walls, the communist sayings. This is going on. And you know what's happening? The church is getting stronger and stronger The power of God's movement. People are getting saved. Right under the nose of those that are in Iran, the Iranians, many Iranians right now are are renouncing Allah because because of his cruelty. And guess who they're coming to? They're coming to Jesus. And the church is growing in in Iran. Growing. Growing. They say you can't sing in churches. We'll take it to the streets. Let's wake up. See, God's presence is here. This is powerful today. Reach out and embrace it. God is uh, uh, preparing us for great things. I'm telling you. This anointing, the anointing that is resting upon our, uh, this church and upon this group of people is outstanding. They don't have it everywhere. Thank God there is those that are called across this country. There are people like us that are reaching out to God and the power of God is moving in their midst. The media is not going to cover that. We are fixing. Are you listening to me? We are fixing to have a move of God in the down east area. How many believe that? I said, how many believe it? I said, how many believe it? And it's not going to come without persecution. And it's not going to come without prayer. And it's not going to come without worship. And it's not going to come without wish, witness. Now what God is going, is doing is he's empowering us to, and to get, to make us bold to be able to speak out to people that are lost and dying. There are people that are walking the streets of Eldworth that are scared to death. They are afraid. And if we become like them, we can't minister to them. What did happen to Peter and, 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 and John when they raised the dead? The religious crowd was not happy. Not happy at all. Do you think that the religious crowd is going to embrace this kind of worship? The worst ones that are going to be our persecutors are those that claim religion. Is this okay? I know it is. But there are hungry people out there that are waiting for our message. So what happened to them? The religious magistrates brought them in before them. And the funny part of it was in their secret meetings, and I love the boldness of, 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 of Peter and John, they just stood up to him. They said, by what has this been done? And they told him, it's in the name of Jesus, the ones you crucified. They didn't like that. But the thing of it was, they had to admit that a great miracle had taken place. And instead of opening their eyes, they charged them and said, don't speak anymore in that name. The devil hates the name of Jesus. He doesn't want us speaking out in that name. He doesn't want us speaking. See, Have you noticed the progression? First, it took prayer out of schools. Can't pray in schools. Look at school. It's a disaster. Right. Right. Then they said you can't witness on the job. And look at the jobs and look at all that stuff. All world... I mean... And it kept on going, it kept on going. Now they're coming down saying you can't sing in church. See what the devil's doing? He knows the avenues, okay, of Christians and, and the power and the move of God. And it goes on and it goes on and, and, and they're setting there thinking up something else all the time. And it's always against Christianity. Have you noticed that? Now, the epidemic is just some of you are sitting there, well, the epidemic is real. That's right, it's real. But it's not the first epidemic that we've ever had. Go back and look at history and see the different epidemics. See the people that died. Well, if God was so big, why didn't he heal them on? We, we got we to figure out one thing the devil is the God of this world. He got it and he stole it. Adam and Eve sold it to him. And he is playing his part. Jesus is going to come and set up a kingdom and going to take the rule back. Why do you think Jesus Christ had to die? That's right. Why do you think he raised up the church? To combat the powers of darkness. That are being purported and sent forth by the devil. That's why we're seeing all this stuff. The devil, who is the God of this world, is in charge of this world. And he is taking, and the people who do not know Jesus Christ, he has control of. I don't know whether you believe this or not, but this is true. And so where's the church come in to combat this? And we tear down his kingdom and disrupt his kingdom by seeing souls saved, people laying hands on... God has given us all the tools. The church of Christ, okay, the church of Christ is the spiritual body of Christ in this earth. We are Christ's body. And everything that Jesus did... Why do you think he filled us with the Holy Ghost? I want to tell you something. God is preparing us, people. God is preparing us. He's going to launch us forth pretty soon, and we're going to see things that we, we, we didn't believe would happen. How many believe that? This is the beginning. Our worship. I'm telling you, if <coughs> and that's why God, the devil is trying to censor worship. Not in this last epidemic, but you know, I mean, people that were on fire for God at one time and everything else—they don't allow, they don't allow demonstrations in church, they don't allow speaking in tongues in church, they don't allow praise and worship in church, they, and they've got it all, all uh, segmented. Uh, so many minutes for 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 prayer, so many minutes for uh and worship, and and I was reading an article about one one pastor, and he was called to preach to this church. And because he sat in on the planning meeting to plan the service before, and he said every, every minute was filled with program. And then he said, after they got through presenting their program to the staff, they prayed and said, God have your way in the service. And that pastor said, God couldn't have his way in the service if he wanted to. They had him programmed out. He said, and I wished I hadn't come. He said, I was speaking, I mean, he wrote this in in, in the magazine. He said, I would have rather gone home. And God is shaking this mess all up. He is changing it all around. And when he finds a people that just don't care, that love Jesus regardless, that's going to serve God no matter what comes their way, that's going to listen to the voice of the spirit when he speaks and said if God tells me to do this I'm going to do it Peter and John looked at that, that, that religious bunch and said who do we obey you or God and then he spoke up and says there's no other name given un- among men in heaven among men or from heaven among men other than the name of Jesus. They went, put them out, put them aside for a while, went aside and said, What can we do? We we see there's a miracle, but we gotta stop this. And so they told him, Don't preach that name anymore. What did Peter and John do? They went back to their own people, the Bible said. They went back to the church. They said, Boys and girls, we need to have a prayer meeting. Read it in Acts, Acts 3 and 4. They went to praying. And when they got through praying, the Bible says that the place was shaken. Now, we had some shaking going on here today. I think there was a little bit of shaking, and it's going to get worse. If, if you don't want the shaking, find another church and be, be happy in a dead, dried up church. But go ahead and find if you want to find. Because it's going, it's going to get worse, saints. You may find yourself prostrate on the floor under the power of God. If you don't want that, don't come. Stay away. There's plenty of other churches that will take you and, and they won't they won't they won't they won't they won't bother they won't bother you. You can just go and sit for an hour and go home. Live your own miserable life. <laughs> How many wants the move of God that we had today? I want it. I want it. I'm for it. And as long as you've got me here, that's where we're headed. It may get bizarre or even worse than it did today. How many candidates for it getting worse? How many would just rather we have the status quo? Let me tell you, saints, a few years ago we tried that and God knocked it all to pieces. And I said, God, I'm not ever going to come up with that idea again. Remember that? I'll never forget it. Charlie got up. She didn't even know what we was in. We had voted. We was going to go seek a friendly. Oh, we're going to go seek a friendly. We'll get people. We walked out there. I was puffed up, proud. We're not going to have people keep leaving our church. We come into church, and the church goes wild, and people get up and walk out. I mean, it was the religious people that walked out, not the sinners. And we didn't want that. We positioned ourselves on the platform and in the praise and the worship place and everything else and the, whatever we were doing. Sister Charlie got up, got up out of her chair, walked down the middle aisle and she prophesied to us just as if she'd said in the meeting. And the more she prophesied, the more, the more bizarre it got. Yep. The power of God began to fall People began to shout. People began to, to march around the church. They, they, they got to the point where they, were, they, they couldn't find anything to wave, so they took off their coats. They took off their suit coats, and they were waving their suit coats. And I stood there, and I thought, oh, my God. That ruined our vote. <laughs> now it goes over to Ray. He's in, he was in the worship team at the time. I looked over to him, and he was worshiping. I should have said, Ray, you voted not to do this. <laughs> We actually vote, didn't we? We actually voted. Oh, my God. I guess he was. Tears streaming down over his cheeks, he says. I said, what are you going to do? He goes, looks at him tears, nothing. Kept on worshiping God. I got back and Pastor Russ was walking back and forth, walking back and forth like this, walking back and forth. And I went down here and I said, I said to him, I said, how do you stop this? He says, you don't. So I just let it go. And we haven't been the same since. Amen. <laughs> I mean, glory, heaven came down. God rebuked us soundly. And I made a statement into myself, standing in the pulpit, That's enough of my Christmas message. (laughs) I made a statement in the pulpit. God, as long as I pass through this church, I will never stop the moving of the Holy Spirit. I will never put my hand on it. God was merciful that day. He could have been like he did to Israel as it was prophesied by Ezekiel, the Spirit of God began to leave the temple. First it left the altar, then it went to the doors of the temple, then it went on the top of the temple, and then the Spirit flew to the wall of Jerusalem, and then it flew away. And for 400 years, God never spoke to Israel. I thought, my God, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want to move. I want more of what we had today. It's building, saints. It's building. I don't know what's going to happen. And God spoke to us and gave us a theme for next year, positioning ourselves in the light of God or in the light, positioning ourselves in the light. That's where I want to be. And I've been praying it ever since every day. And I thought, "Mm," because I was praying for a, for a, a theme. We have a theme every year. I was praying for a theme, and I said, that's it. That's the theme, positioning ourselves, getting in. And so the first of the year, we're going to address that. And you don't want to miss the second Sunday of January because we're presenting our theme, and we are expecting a move of God. We've got some stuff that we're going to present, and I'm not telling you what it is. But we're going to shed the light on this thing. And we're going to tear heaven up. How many wants to tear heaven up? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So be praying into it. We've got to stop. They're putting up the time. They, 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 now they time me just like they do in the modern churches. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Praise God. Some are saying, what is he saying? <laughs> Praise God. Well, actually, I was going to preach on, speak on the names of, on the names of God, the um, in Isaiah 9 6. And I was going to present that, but, but they already did it with that clip. And there's no sense for me to add to it. It'd be the same thing. So we're going to dismiss and we'll let you go. This has been awesome. I mean, how many believe that? Amen. God is good. Go out and talk to someone. Ask God to lead you to someone this week. Ask God to lead you. I was just impressed with Janice. Tell her, will you? Impressed with, with Janice as she said how she ministers to those people in the nursing home. She prays with them, lays hands on them, ministers to them, and they're receiving her ministry. So each one of us has a place. Amen. So ask God to uh, use you. Ask God to put people in front of you. Ask God to lead you to people with soft hearts. Amen. That are searching and hungry. Amen. And God will do it. Praise God.